welcome to the Live Simple Podcast. We're your hosts, I'm Sabrina. And I'm Luke. And we are two ordinary people trying to do the extraordinary. We have busy, demanding lives, but we don't want to burn out and we don't want to give up our dreams. In fact, we want to flourish and we are here to extract the lessons that we learn and give you little tidbits of information through podcasts so you can come on this journey with us. Mm -hmm. And today's lesson, so what we've been doing, we're be call calling them simple principles, and we've essentially taken the last, the, the best lessons over the last 10 years for each of us and turned them into really easy principles that are uh, mnemonics too, so they're easy to remember, um, and also easy to get the lesson. So today's lesson is empathy over sympathy and why understanding trumps pity. So this is a really important lesson. Uh, a lot of times as, you know, you might be a, a leader, a manager, uh, a business owner, and you've probably heard how important empathy is, but sometimes it makes it seem like, well, how do I implement that? Do I have to become a therapist? Like, what does this mean for me? What is, how do I practice empathy? And um, when we really break it down, it's actually quite simple, but what you wanna be aware of and be careful of is making sure they practice empathy and not sympathy. So between the two, someone is usually in a, uh, a negative state or something bad happens to them, right? Or they're having some trouble. And what you wanna do is you wanna get them to a higher state, right? right. You wanna get them into an elevated state that's either they're back on track, right? They're um, you know, some way going to be able to function again in a more positive state. And it's very, it's sometimes hard to do, right? Because that requires to be able to give feedback and to work with them. But if they're not in a state to receive feedback, then that they're probably not going to understand that or take that action. So you might say, well, how does this benefit me, right? Well, by practicing empathy, this is something that you're going to find that strengthens teams. It helps people grow and get back into momentum um, and move faster. It also lays the foundation for them to actually receive feedback. Mm -hmm. And then it also strengthens relationships. And this can yeah. be someone you love, right? This can be uh, someone you work with. This can be a peer or a family member. So it can really be used in all aspects of life. Anywhere where there's another human, right? Empathy is going to help you, um, you know, work together and become more closer. So True. when we get into this, Empathy and sympathy are so similar that it's it was even very hard for me to, to know the difference. So we're going to give you some examples uh, in a little bit, but why don't uh, Sabrina kick us off with just the definition between the two. Sure, yeah. We actually we looked them up on the Oxford Dictionary <laughs> just to give you a good depiction of what they really mean. So empathy is the ability to understand and share the feelings of another, whereas sympathy is feelings of pity and sorrow for someone else's misfortune. I feel like right off the bat, you could tell that empathy is really the more engaging, more empowering of the two. It's the one that has the most presence, the most depth, the most closeness, whereas sympathy is a little bit more disengaged. You're kind of like, oh, I'm sorry, you know, that's really unfortunate, but then you walk away without actually giving true understanding, true care and concern, and then offering some suggestions, feedback, or ways to really support this person. So we are going to talk about some more highlights in distinguishing them. So a big thing that's coming up for us is feedback, right? So when you're coming from a place of empathy, you're more likely to have the other person receive the feedback without that wall going up, right? Because they can feel it when you're coming from a place of empathy versus sympathy. Um, and when you're in that state and then you're coming from an empathetic place, 
they're receiving the feedback and that actually empowers them to be able to change their state and mm -hmm. elevate. So now you're speaking to that person's highest self and they're open to it, right? Mm -hmm. Which is super important. We'll get more into that yeah. later. Um, sympathy, the person, it, the person on the other end, because it's more disengaging, they're less likely to actually re receive that feedback and they're more likely to remain in their current state. I'm not, of course, every situation is different, but that that could be the situation where the other person is more likely to remain like a victim to the situation mm -hmm. and they're not empowered to make a change because they don't necessarily feel truly heard and understood. Right. And I think that you know it on the head is empathy gets the person to a state of change and acceptance yeah. and openness to feedback much faster. Right. Whereas sympathy puts up a wall, but it also sympathy justifies someone's position where they might not be in the right, or they might be in a negative state for themselves. And that's where you really want to, where empathy is so powerful because it actually creates change where sympathy almost mm -hmm. kind of keeps someone in like the same that. place. It's almost keeps someone still. So it's a catalyst for yeah. sure. So we'll go over a couple examples of the, the same kind of challenge, but then we'll go over a sympathetic response versus an empathetic response. Yeah. So I thought this was very helpful for me of just identifying the, the difference between the two. And it actually clicked like yeah. so many times. I was like, oh my gosh, I'll get into the key takeaway here in a second. But it clicks so much for me just seeing these examples. So number one, um, the, the example is your friend is going through a divorce, right? So it's clearly a devastating event. The sympathetic response would be, I'm so sorry to hear that that must be really tough for you, mm -hmm. right? That's it. The empathetic response is, I can't imagine how hard this must be for you. If you need someone to talk to, I'm here, okay? So keep those in your mind. Mm -hmm. Now here's a second example. Let's say your colleague has just lost their job. You hear that? Your sympathetic response would say, I'm so sorry to hear that. I hope you find a new job soon, mm -hmm. right? Where an empathetic response would be, Wow, losing a job can be incredibly stressful and overwhelming. If you need help with your resume or any job search tips, I'm happy to help. Mm -hmm. So the that. key thing that really stuck out to me is both, both somewhat touch on a, 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 uh, an attempt to understand the situation, but the sympathetic is just, it says, hey, I'm so sorry to hear that. I hope things get better. Yeah. And that's really Exciting. it. It just kind of, it kind of, yeah, it just kind of yeah. goes off and there's really not so much like shared understanding or caring where an empathetic response actually offers a solution or says, hey, I might, maybe I understand or maybe I don't understand that exact situation, but here's a way that I could help, even if it just means lending an ear, right? Yeah. So there's actually, in, there's engagement, whereas the other one's actually disengaged. And I think yeah. you called that out earlier. Sympathetic is like, oh, that seems rocky. Like, you know, here are my thoughts and prayers. Yeah. I hope things are good. Where right. empathy actually shows, hey, I might not know to how to help, but here are some ways. Mm -hmm. And also how maybe you could tell me how I can help. Right. And like, I'm offering this like presence and understanding mm -hmm. to at least try to take on what you're feeling and like really understand where you're coming from right which is really important and to the other person on the other end mm -hmm. so and that I think is really key because and I think even as like a male and a female like yeah. males tend to be solution oriented meaning they're gonna jump the gun mm -hmm. to a solution <laughs> where sometimes that's not what someone's actually 
talking about. They could be ex- describing a, a state and they just want to be felt and heard and understood. Right. Yeah. They don't need a solution. And I'm sure that's a common thing that's between hilarious. like you know, male and female is right. like the guy's gonna try to solve the problem and, and the the female's like, No, 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 I'm trying to tell you I just wanna be heard and listened to right now. Right. And so I think that's also though from a, a this is just a male perspective, right? If and I'm speaking to the males listening to this perspective. If you are trying to solve a problem and you don't fully understand the problem, the solution that you present can actually be the wrong solution. Like you might, by not understanding it, you could literally, yeah, you offered a solution. It wasn't the solution needed. And so that's why a really simple tip on like going into this is we're going to talk about active listening and some other tools like that. But when you're listening, ask clarifying questions. Ask, hey, if I was in the shoes, try to understand how they're feeling, right? Mm -hmm. They might, someone might have a problem with someone else in the office, right? And it's very important to understand how that's making them feel, right? Hey, so-and-so is acting this way and it's causing me to feel demotivated in my work, right? right? Or it's causing me to feel agitated, right? And I'm no longer, pre- I can't focus, you so know? True. Understanding the differences and what the, the real issue. problem, yeah. the root issue is, is gonna make sure that you make that solution. But more importantly, it's going to make the person feel heard. Mm-hmm. And so now when you offer a solution, they're gonna say, okay, you heard me, and now you truly understand the problem, so I'm more open to the solution. Totally. Versus you just jump there and then it's like, I don't want to, you're not list, you're not getting the walls point, up. <laughs> walls up. So yeah, no, that's, that's such a, I'm so happy you brought that up. Cause it is just so funny. It's like, you're coming from like the male masculine, like business owner perspective. I'm coming from like the more feminine side. Like my job is a nurse. My job is to empathize and listen and see the little, uh, nonverbal cues that are going on with people. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's what I, I tend to value even more, but mm-hmm. I feel like the, the merging of the two, mm-hmm. the empathy and also that space to where you can really level up and receive feedback is like vital for human growth. Yeah, definitely. And I'll do a a humble brag for Sabrina is I've seen just the thank you cards and the the letters of gratitude that um, she gets. And I know it's from when you're in that state, right? They're all on, hey, I was in a extremely dark time and you just being there and listening and understanding and serving me meant so much. So empathy, you know, that was, they're like, yeah, the most important moments of their life can be from places of empathy. So you're completely right. And I think in business, sometimes we think, hey, this is not a place for emotions or empathy when there's, it's it's a fine line, right? It is, it's about connection. Like if you wanna do anything big in life, there's gonna be other people involved. There's gonna be a team so involved. True. There's gonna be relationships that you need to understand. And empathy is a huge one. And I think what I wanna do in this podcast is like demystify empathy, especially yeah. for the business world, because it's not this, you don't have to be a therapist. You don't have to understand psychology. Yeah. You literally just gotta be a human being. And so true. spend five extra minutes or seconds and say, wait a second, let me first try to understand first jump to a solution. Yeah. And that's as simple, that's it. It's, right. That's it. And I feel like, like when you're saying this though, to me, it's like, even like the willingness mm-hmm. to go there mm-hmm. is so important and helps me like trust the person on the other side mm-hmm. so much more to where that wall is like slowly going down to where I'm like, oh, I feel heard. I feel like that feedback is actually for my highest self, Mm -hmm. right? And then I'm like more apt to allowing it in. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
So you want to go in? Because we, <laughs> yeah. we had a, a story of our own. Yeah, that totally. It'd be awesome to share. So yeah. So um, just making a long story short, um, recently I'm having uh, a health crisis with one of my family members, and it's really weighing on me emotionally because you know when you don't have your health, you don't have anything, and it's really really a lot to bear right now. Um, so because I didn't want to get sick while potentially taking care of someone else, I decided to not go to an event. And when I told the other person that I was not going to go to the event, um, she kind of just spoke business back to me and didn't acknowledge, um, what happened, which is, is fine, but I'm coming from this crazy emotional state, right? All I can do is think about this health crisis, right? So I immediately shut down. I got mad at the situation. I asked Luke, I was like, what do you think about this? You know? And he was like, yeah, well, you know, I mean, it's just business. There's a lot of other stuff coming in. It's, it's, there's no, there's no, um, like hard feelings in it. It's not that she's like denying you or anything like that. And my emotions are just like running high, right? He's coming from an empathetic place because he doesn't want me to waste any of my time giving energy to something that's like bringing me down, whether that was the intention or not. I know it was all good intentions from every side. But when Luke was speaking to give me feedback right away without, without me personally feeling the loving empathy that I wanted to feel, I immediately shut him out and maybe I got a little, a little, <laughs> a little mad at you. <laughs> a little bit. But, no, but it was, it was, it was yeah. yeah, so I'll let you just kind of share on your, on your side too. Yeah, and so the base kind of like feedback that I was trying to give you was to, was, was essentially, hey, don't let someone else's response, just because they might have, who knows, you never know what someone else is going through yeah. on their end too. So most of the time, I don't think there's malintent in most cases. Totally, like, like they have a million texts. a million things, like, you know, she's going through and like didn't acknowledge your previous text. Right. But the, the big lesson there was like, I don't, it's unfair for you to be, um, for your response to that, you know, to feel pain and like be upset by that because they are not thinking about it. And I always, I always wanted like to prove that you shouldn't give other people power over yeah. you, you know, but, and that's where I was thinking it was from a higher self. What I failed to do and what I talked about earlier yeah. is I went right to that solution and tried to, I was almost trying to give feedback in almost like a teaching or like a lecture way, which let's be honest, no one wants to be lectured. But what I missed was really that genuine care and concern. And before giving it, just saying, Hey, I know there's a lot going on and you're, you're, you're taking on a lot. Yeah, right this now. Like might have and been I can understand dealing with yeah, ever for sure. <laughs> yeah. and, and I can understand how, getting a response like that without any acknowledgement to what's the biggest thing that's ever happened in your life, right? Um, could be disheartening, could be triggering, right. could be angering, you know, these emotions, but in like in the higher state, speaking to your right. higher self, right? We, you know, you don't want to be in a space where you're letting other people affect your state, right? Yeah. Like how they respond positive or negative has no power over you, right. right? And that's where I was trying to get, but of course I jumped right into it. Like, so it was, Lightning to me too, even though it was coming from a place of totally. genuine care and concern, I didn't establish it. And right. so um, I think that's really important. And yeah. especially what happens, you know, that was just us, you know, in bed together on a Friday night, yeah. you know. Um, but what can happen is in the business world, and you can even speak on, on the health world, it is I think too many, too often you have the pressure of time, meaning 
something comes up and it was unexpected and you've got to run to a meeting or you yeah. know, another um, patient is calling you for, to get your attention right. Mm -hmm. And so um, it's very easy to jump right to the solution and kind of skip that step of empathy and trying to understand. So it's not it's not something that's easy, but it is simple. Um, that's kind of what we yeah. you know, preach is that so you do have to practice, hey, kind of taking a step back and just even taking that second, do I understand where this person is coming from? And if not, let me ask some questions to get there, or like offer some solutions that I can better understand them. So real quick, we're gonna go into an amazing framework into how to do this. Um, it's just a three, three step simple framework um, that you can use immediately. But before we do, just wanna take a um, quick second and um, go over the sponsor for the podcast. So this is called Wake Simple. This is the easiest way to wake up early in the morning. Um, we've made it, we developed it over the last two years. And what it is, got 150 milligrams from all natural um, coffee bean. It's caffeine, got yeah. caffeine, it's <laughs> got um, ashwagandha, L-theanine, and GABA. These are all gonna be uh, in the stress reduction family. So it's gonna bring your um, kind of in yourself into a calm and focused state right. while getting that energy and then it's packed full of electrolytes so it's gonna uh, be hydrating and it's amazing to drink first thing upon waking so you can wake up and get started for your day so if you haven't checked it out highly recommend checking it out the link will be in the show notes and with that we are back to the pod so now we're gonna go over the framework for how you can cultivate empathy so I'm gonna um, share this story I, uh, this one came across, I actually read uh, the book, it was called Radical Candor by Kim Scott. And uh, Kim Scott did, opens the book and illustrates a story. Um, she went to work at Google and her boss was Sheryl Sandberg, who's now the COO at Facebook. And on the first day of the job, uh, Kim, the author, gives a presentation and she says um a lot in her presentation so her boss pulls her aside and says hey um you know i think you're going to do really good at google um just want to give you some feedback uh, you said um a lot in that presentation um you probably want to work on that you know because i think you can go far but you definitely need to clean that up and kim goes okay thanks and she kind of takes it as a suggestion and then she does another uh presentation and she ends up saying um again in a lot and this time cheryl pulls her aside and goes Hey, Kim, I really want you to understand that I think you can go really far in Google, but when you she goes, what? And he goes, so why don't we do this? I want you to go far in Google. How about we get you a speech coach so you can work on your presentation skills and um, get better and kind of get over this of saying, yeah. um. And so what that story illustrates is that when giving feedback and showing empathy, there's really three core pieces that's gonna make feedback land. This was like eye-opening because most of us actually, and I'm I'm a hundred percent, thousand percent guilty of this, most of us do two out of the three. Mm -hmm. And so the three pieces are number one, honest and direct feedback. So the difference between the first time um, she said she gave the feedback around saying um in the second one is the second one she used honest and direct feedback and she said hey you've got to stop saying um because it makes you sound stupid mm -hmm. so that was the reality of it she didn't yeah. say it the first time and so the first time when you're not honest and direct it was taken as a suggestion whereas the second was feedback this this is important this yeah. needs to change there's a high consequence here if it doesn't change so being honest and direct is really important some people 
So actually, let me go through the other two. So that's number one. Number two is genuine care and concern. And she used this in both times. She said, hey, I think you're gonna do great here and I think yeah. you can move up. I really want right. you to I go ahead. You. I believe in you. There was genuine care and concern. Okay, and then she was like, but you've got to fix this challenge, this problem, right? And then lastly, there was an actionable solution. Mm -hmm. So in the second one, she said, why don't we get you a speech coach, right? She didn't just point out the problem and say, you've got to fix that, something's wrong with you, you know? Um, and what happened, she had all three. So honest and direct feedback, genuine care and concern, and an actionable solution. Right. So uh, where most people fall is they're either on the asshole side and they just give honest and direct feedback and an actionable solution. What happens is people don't feel the genuine care and concern, so the wall goes up. It was kind of oh, like yeah. similar to how we just talked about that <laughs> scenario. There was no, yeah, there was no <laughs> genuine care and concern. And so like I would say that's the asshole side. And then the other one is the Mr. Uh, Mr. Nice Guy side, right? Which is just as bad yeah. because there's no honest and direct feedback. There's just a, hey, um, you know, you should probably work on stop saying, um, how about we do coaching? Well, the person gets a solution, but it still sounds like a suggestion, not the importance of this yeah. is a problem we need to change. So all three are where you wanna land with honest and direct feedback. You gotta get comfortable with calling it out like things are and just being upfront. This is a problem. This is not good. You could get fired, right? Or you could, you're not going to get promoted until you fix this, right? Then genuine care and concern, right? What is the benefit to them, right? Why do you care about this? And then lastly, an actionable solution. Doesn't mean that that is the perfect solution, but it is important that you show them, hey, here's a way we could do it, right? Otherwise, you kind of leave them there um, without it. And right. sure enough, so by being able to um, incorporate all three is gonna do wonders. I've um, just shared a kind of a personal story with this. I, um, in, in the other business, we have over, over 80 employees, and I was talking to a manager who was giving feedback to one of the employees that um, reports to her, and she's was kind of on the asshole side. It was the honest and direct feedback, and then it was it in it had a little genuine care and concern, but it had absolutely no solution. Mm. And so it in and, and she she goes, hey Luke, she came to me and she was like, Luke, can you help me with this? And I said, sure. Show me some examples where you're giving this feedback, and we went through them. And it was just as bright as day. And I was like, listen, all you're doing is scrutinizing the right. the challenge. How about we talk about some solutions? And sure enough, it was crazy. Even on that call, we booked a 30 minute call just to go through it. But uh, the, the manager, we actually ended up talking for two hours and she was crying and she was like, it was so enlightening for her. And she was, oh my gosh, I feel like a bad mother. And she was like, I really, I, I, I can't believe I missed this. And she, she literally, her heart was there. She wanted yeah. to, she was really had the best of intentions to get this growing, but she was not providing solutions. So this employee was like, okay, I get that I'm, you know, not up to par and not meeting expectations, but what do I do, right. you know? And sure enough, within that, the next week they work together. They've been, it's been one of the, you know, probably most productive departments in our company and it's just, Amazing. they're so aligned. So it's super simple. So if you're a business owner out there, you're a manager, you're anyone on a team, you don't need a, a therapy or, you know, a psychology degree, right? These are very simple um, frameworks that you can implement immediately. Yeah. No, it's, it's great also to, to just remind yourself when you're doing anything or giving any sort of feedback, if you could reflect on, am I doing these three things? Mm -hmm. Because even if you're not having any actual like problems outwardly, like you can maybe even be improving, mm -hmm. you know? So I think that 
that was that was a really good story and i feel like it, it is it's just vital to have all those three components mm -hmm. so um we're gonna get into the problem with sympathy luke brought up a really awesome quote earlier by stephen covey we judge others by their actions and ourselves by our intentions. Mm -hmm. And I love this one because, and I see it even with, you know, other CEOs and founders. And what happens is a lot of times, that's why I say I, I'm, a, I'm a very core believer. Most people don't have malintent. Their intentions are good, but they act differently. And, mm -hmm. and maybe someone has a good intention, but like I said, it could even just be as simple as giving the feedback and they forget to add in the genuine care and concern. So just honest and direct feedback. And it just gets taken like you're scrutinizing someone. Right. They have good intentions. They want this person to succeed, right? But their actions don't always match that. And so sometimes, a lot of times, uh, when you get into these states and where people tend to sympathize, is sometimes they... Um, they are, they're basically saying, hey, I acted out of line, but it's okay because I have so-and-so, you know, going on, right? It's like, you justify that for yourself, but then you scrutinize someone else who acts out of line without knowing if they have other stuff going on, you right. know? Totally. So it's a, it's a very, you know, it's the hypocrisy of, of being human, right. of how we let ourselves justify our actions based on our intentions and what was going on, but yet we don't hold other people to the same so standard or let them. So that's just a quote that I love, and it just illustrates the difference between sympathy and empathy. Sympathy allows that, right? It says, okay, you're allowed to act out of line because you have something happen whereas empathy says while I understand you know where you're at and how hard that must be it doesn't justify the behavior you know and this yeah. is how we can work on it and we can get you to a better state mm -hmm. so um, but yeah just wanted to that's you know always that quotes always stuck with me yeah um, very closely I feel like it really lands mm -hmm. um, and then we're gonna kind of circle into some of the negative effects of sympathy on the person receiving it right so when you are getting a sympathetic response from someone, I'm so sorry that happened to you, signs off, right? Mm -hmm. You feel that empathy gap. So when we feel that empathy gap, you the other person feels like you're not really truly trying to understand them and then you're creating disconnection, right? And you're not, you're preventing the real connection and the real growth and the mm -hmm. real feedback to be interpreted, understood, and then implemented. Mm -hmm. And real quick, for those that don't know an empathy gap, because I didn't, this was the first time that I've um, heard about it. Basically, and you helped kind of describe it um, earlier when we were just going through this, is um, basically an empathy gap is if you're, how we talked about, if someone, you're in a, a troubled state and someone's trying to give you um, feedback, that empathy gap is the, the, the gap, the, the lack of feeling understood. So yeah. if that is not there, it's a wall that goes up and totally. says, if you're not willing to understand me, I'm not willing to understand your solution or even give yeah. it the time of day. No, it's true. And so that empathy gap is, is important, right? Especially if we're, you know, you're so focused, you're in a state, you're just like solution, solution, solution. If there's no shared understanding, your solutions will never even be heard. Totally, so. that's right on the money there. Mm -hmm. um, another thing about sympathy and the effects on the, per on the person who's re receiving it is it's coming from more of a place of like pity and disempowerment, right? It's the person on the other hand now feels disempowered. They're not like, oh yeah, I actually do wanna make a change or I actually do wanna be better. Um, 
And then also, I feel like one of the things that really hurts is the other person who just was vulnerable with you and spoke with you now feels like inferior to you because they felt like they're just like, oh, sorry, but they don't actually care, which mm -hmm. creates even more of a discrepancy among both sides. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that another thing um, that is coming up for me when, when we're talking about this is like, of course, you know, these situations have two people in them, right? Two experiences. But I feel like there is so much power in the way that you're 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 being empathetic to someone. Mm -hmm. When you're choosing to be empathetic, you're really offering them a whole state change. Mm -hmm. And I just think that it's like while the focus is on on empowering the other person, it's mm -hmm. like if you're you're also empowering yourself. Right. You know, and I just think that's just like elevating both states. So that was something that's just coming up for me as we're talking and really think about it before. Yeah. And I think, you know, a common question I find myself in this situation a lot or I have throughout my life is I feel like I don't know what to say. You mm -hmm. know, sometimes an event comes up and there's, and I'm, it's, it's very hard. You know, like I, I feel for the person, but I, I actually don't even know what to you say, what would be useful, right. can't find the words. And I think that's where it's okay to ask them. Yeah. What, to say, hey, so when you're empathetic, that's, that's just straight up say, hey, I'm, that's, I can't even imagine what's that like. Yeah. Are there some ways, is there any way I can support you? Or what yeah. would be supportive for you in this time? And I will even challenge you as like a business owner, right? Recommend, like if someone goes through something very hard, or you can tell they're, they're overwhelmed, right? Just say, hey, would taking the rest of the day off serve you well and allow you to come back in a better state, right? Don't make them, if you can clearly tell they're really having a hard time, you know, and you can offer that, go ahead and offer that, right? Sometimes it might be, hey, would it help just to have some time to think about how, what would be a good way? Because if they don't have time to process it and they're in the middle of a highly stressful situation, they might not be able to give you an answer and it's totally okay to say, hey, would you like to take some time off and think about it and then come back with maybe some ways we could help support you or get right. you out of this. And nine times out of 10, that's gonna show empathy yeah. and that you care. So it's not always about having the solution. Be be feel free to say, hey, I have no idea how to deal with this, right? Can, you know, what would be some ways that I could support you in yeah. this? You know, I do wanna show you that. I do care and I, I, I just don't know how to help right now. And so now we're gonna talk about, there's really two levels of empathy that we've found and it touches on the um, theme of the last podcast as well, where we talked about immersion creates conversion. And this is something with empathy as well because there's basically two levels. The first level is a firsthand experience. And so if it's in a business setting, um, it's something, can you actually, there's like their shared understanding by kind of listening and understanding that, but can you actually do and go through what the other person is doing? And I know yeah. there's uh, like in business, for example, I know people who own um, Chick-fil-A's or managers at Chick-fil-A, they have to go out front and wear the cow suit one day a month. And because it's like, hey, you need to, if there's an empathy, what's it like being out there in a 90 degree weather, you yeah. know, like hot and like trying to be happy the whole day, right? So it's, it's, um, uh, there's the benefit of the shared understanding. There's also, I, you know, I do this all the time. My uh, co-founder, my other business does it all the time. Get in the weeds of the business and actually be on the forefront. Get into customer support, right? Yeah. Get into these roles and see, hey, really you'll know. understand two things. One, is there, a lot of times there's things that are inefficient where there's like process or, you know, things that need to be improved. The other side is you can effectively manage someone and say, hey, does that really take 15 minutes or should it take seven minutes, yeah. right? And you'll actually be able to speak hey, 
you know, after eight calls and it's some, you know, customer's not happy, what does that do? Do you get, you know, do, is there a sense of like burnout or motivation, right? So there's all sorts of things there. Um, that's the first one. So if the opportunity there for immersion is there, it's very great. Same thing as a manager, boss, any, any of that where you can actually have the same experience because then you're on the same page, right? You're perfectly aligned. You can, you're actually going to be speaking as, because you both went through the same experience, but a lot of times you can't get the firsthand experience, right? Yeah. And that's sometimes it's so far out, like you, you don't even know where to start. So then that's the secondhand experience. And that's where active listening is going to be really mm -hmm. important. So I've always heard of active listening. I didn't exactly know what it was, but I think a, an easy way to simplify it is when someone is in a challenging state, right? Um, to be empathetic, the goal shifts from finding a solution to making sure you understand. So seeking clarity and understanding them. Right. And this is where questions is someone is telling you what's going on, right? Seeking, well, how does that make you feel, right? Yeah. And even so just once you kind of understand that, so okay, I understand you're feeling frustrated, you're feeling hurt, what are some ways that you think would be useful that I can support you in, in getting this out, right? You're continuing to ask clarifying questions to make sure you want to understand, and then also talk what would be supportive right now, you know? And some people might say, hey, I don't need a solution, I just need I just need a day to process yeah. this. Yeah. And that's all it was, versus, yeah, someone yeah. to listen, not, you know, all these things that you might be thinking of. And that's as simple as active listening is, so just change the goal to make sure, hey, do you understand fully? And you can even just repeat back to make sure, I wanna make sure I'm understanding you fully. Here's what you're going through. Here's how it's making you feel. Mm -hmm. Is that correct? They said yes, then it's like, great. So how, how do you think I could support you in this? Or what do you think it would take to get back to where you are? Because you know, I think, I think you're an amazing person. I think you could do some amazing work. Clearly this is affecting you and I wanna be supportive of you. Totally. So how do we get there together, right? What do, you, what do you suggest? Um, and just that's as simple as it is. And I think it can um, get you to the next state. Yeah, so just to highlight the importance of empathy and building relationships and understanding different perspectives, I mean, you really just nailed the head on it. It's like, if you can't actually go in and experience that experience firsthand, like, you know, going, taking, answering the customer phone calls, like, how can you make that person know that you are willing to really understand how they're feeling, their experience, what's going on in their mind, like their thought process, really being there present with them while they're going through that is vital and they feel understood. And then if you just keep doing that, that's how your relationships get closer and deeper and you know, you're more willing to receive feedback. Definitely. And I think you, you know, as we kind of come to a close here and just kind of recap, you nailed it on the head. Um, if you are someone who, uh, you know, as well has a demanding life, but you're, you're going after your dreams, you're going after big things, you're going to have the relationships are going to be an essential part of that, whether yeah. that's helping you, um, you know, get somewhere, get into an industry, get well known, whatever there's relationships, your team, right? There's, it's all going to come down to relationships. So understanding how to use empathy and using it over sympathy, right? is going to be crucial to helping you and your team move forward. It's also going to lay the foundation for feedback to be received, right? So if you don't have this and you're finding, oh, no one's it's like, they're not listening, right? It's like, well, are you listening? Right? Yeah, so so um, flip it around on you. And ultimately um, it's going to help people grow um, faster and move forward faster as well. So 
um, really beneficial to even just you yourself, but also any team members. So highly encourage if you're yeah. uh, listening to this, um, you know, put this into play. And I would start with the uh, Kim Scott's kind of simple framework of making sure that you have honest and direct feedback. There's genuine care and concern, and then practice giving an actionable solution. Understanding that might not be the only solution, but at least you present one to show that you're you're actually engaging. So true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like if we all follow that, I feel like it will do wonders for us. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So, so we got a simple story of the week. Yeah. Emily. So, um, our last or our new simple story of the week is Chelsea Perkins Monroy. Um, she is an amazing musician. She, uh, just released a single not too long ago called awesome you could check it out on spotify under chelsea perkins she's amazing and yeah we're gonna give her some free wake simple for being our simple story of the week and we love our community and if you guys enjoyed this podcast the way that we can get more people to listen is to, to leave us a review a five-star review would be awesome to get visibility and um share the pod with your friends tag us on instagram social at live simple s-y-m-p-l <laughs> And yeah, we are excited to share this with you guys and we will see you next week. Yep, see ya.